Welcome to the Growth Begins With You podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by a special guest who discusses self-compassion and its importance, how compassion fatigue can burn us out, and simple ways to become more compassionate towards you. Let's dive in. Welcome to the next episode of Growth Begins With You, the podcast where we dive into who we are over a cup of coffee. I trust that you've learned so much about yourself so far. We've really dived deep into finding the essence of who we are. And thank you for being committed to you. It's tough. It's tough work working on you. It really is. And today I want to go even deeper if that is possible. But I'm pretty sure it is because today I have a very special guest who will be chatting to us about compassion. Um, And compassion comes in a couple of different ways. And some of you may uh, have issues with self-compassion. Um, a lot of you may be actually be compassionate towards others and that can then lead to compassion fatigue and so it can be a complicated process uh, and and it will definitely be an awesome conversation and so I'm hoping today that we can extract their knowledge and you can apply it into your lives so here she is I'm really excited to present to you Joanne Kuzma how are you I'm good I'm excited to be here thank you I'm actually very excited I to know hear I'm what... looking forward to it yeah <laughs> so thanks for hanging, us out, hanging out with us today. Tell us, what have you been doing? So, um, yeah, you and I met working at a school together for our placement. And um, I just finished my graduate diploma in counselling. Um, you did psychology too, didn't you? I did, yeah. I did my degree in psych as well. Um, Does yeah. that mean you know what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> On paper, technically, yeah. yeah. It's a bit scary. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, but yeah, so currently just looking for work and done a lot of um, work with youth mainly, mm. which has been fantastic. Well, that's really where it all starts, yeah. don't it? You know, we get, kind of get messed up from our youth, don't we? <laughs> um, and, and bouncing back from that can be a real challenge mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. Especially within the school environment. Yeah, definitely. 100%. And the school environment's definitely not conducive of any support, really. <laughs> Not really. (laughs) It's getting better. Yeah. Getting better, but yeah, even from when I was in school. So for me, like, the the one thing that I really love watching you, because we did work together at at a school, watching you work with kids and working with the team was the way you were really selfless in the way you gave compassion out to other people. I really love that to see that about you. And that's why I'm really cool, really wrapped that you're here with us. Um and I can appreciate that this might be a little raw, this conversation. Um, and we definitely haven't prepared for it, so we're winging it. Yes. That's what we're aiming for, though. Yeah. Rawness and genuine. 100%. 100%. We can be. So tell us a bit about being so... Because it looks so natural. Is it natural to be as, as compassionate towards others as you are? For me, yeah. Kind of... It. I don't even really think about it. It just... I mean, I never realized how compassionate I was until working within the school and being in a team like that and having people say to me, hey, you know, you're like, you're really kind and you're really compassionate. I was like, oh, <laughs> I just thought everyone was. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it is quite natural. Do you need boundaries when you're when you're thinking about compassion? Because I know that there'd be a lot of people out there that have been very compassionate, being very kind to others and have been stood, you know, just trodden on their hearts have been crushed and feelings have been smashed up a little bit. Do you, do you need boundaries to that? Boundaries are essential. Mm. And I didn't have any for a long, long time. 
So especially with family. Um, I mean, I guess I was sort of raised to believe that being kind and compassionate is like the best thing a person can be and selfless as well. Mm. So putting myself last was seen as like a really, really good thing. But obviously now with all the training and all the work that I've done, especially on myself, I have really realized that boundaries are so important and it's actually really hard work. Mm. I haven't even like I haven't even now been able to implement boundaries. It's a constant work for me yeah. to do. Yeah. And I, I guess it, I hope that everybody who, who hears this can hear that and take some comfort in that because you're not supposed to just have boundaries and it all works out like that. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> yeah, it's just not that simple, yeah? And and it is a forever growing thing and, and each person that you come across is going to have and stretch that compassion and, and stretch those boundaries for you so that you're going to learn different ways in which um, you need boundaries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, it's good to model for young people as well because if they've been brought up to be kind and compassionate in, in the same way that I was then it's good to say, hey, you know, well, this is how I yeah. sort of navigated that. And it, it, yeah, it is hard work. Yeah, for sure. Especially saying no, like <clears throat> that's, it's tough. When you say no, from that perspective, is it more about, because the one thing that I've learned a lot about throughout my my life and my career so far is, is that the more successful you are, it's more about, what you say no to than what you say yes to. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would actually. That's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. And so that's a boundary on its own, right? Yep. And when you, when we think about that sort of boundaries, do you, do you think about the boundaries in terms of... Uh, oh, how do I put this? It's really difficult. You That, that person that you're with kind of has to learn that on their own, that it's not mine. It's more about response than responsibility. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also what I've learned about implementing boundaries is that how other people react, that's more on them because mm. I'm doing whatever I need to do to ensure that I'm safe and that I don't get burnt out or, you know, I don't cross into, I guess, unprofessional boundaries. So it is, yeah, I agree with you. And so how does that work then with your, like, because that, that's what you would do in your work. Mm-hmm. How about compassion outside of work, outside of professionalism, just with your your friendships and your relationships that you have? How does that work for you? Or or if you were talking to somebody, uh, one of your clientele or something like that, about that, how would you talk about them and guide them through that, being compassionate and setting boundaries for yourself to protect yourself in a relationship? Yeah. I guess just really stressing the importance of looking out for yourself and ensuring that you're safe and kind of like expressing that to whoever I'm with but with friends and family that's where I struggle because I'm I'm want to be available and I want to give everything I can to those relationships so if I if I am feeling burnt out and just I guess compassion fatigue which I do struggle from from time to time I find it really hard with friends and family to say no Mm. So I'll often push past And that. you then get forgotten in that space, do you think? Yeah. From yourself, I mean. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And so how do you manage that? Because that would, uh, you know, I, I know I know of a few people that listen to this and, and they would then struggle. I know they struggle with that. Uh, how would, how, 
what sort of ways do you go about managing that and still being able to be compassionate towards yourself? Yeah. Um, I vocalise to my friends and my family, so I will say to them, I kind of need a bit of time for myself. Like, I'm just going to go to the beach or I'm going to have a bath or even if it's just being in my study doing whatever. Mm. Um, that's how... Just to let them know that it's not... I'm not, like, being rude. Yeah. <laughs> I actually need this time for myself. Um, that's probably how I navigate it the best. But in even in saying that, I do struggle because I'm sure that there's a better way, mm. especially for myself, to manage that. Yeah. I also think that, that you're... you're you kind of learn as you go, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and I found that for some people, they tend to struggle a little bit with that part where, you know, you're taking the time for you because you're, you're burnt out, mm-hmm. essentially. And, and I can't give you any more. I'm, I'm my, my value bank is full. Yeah. And I've got nothing left. Uh, and, and so you're, you're now taking time for yourself. You're going for a bath. You're going out to the beach or whatever it is that you do to, to look after yourself and recharge those batteries. But the one thing that I really loved about what you said then was that you communicated that to other people. Yeah. And a lot of people don't. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the relationship sort of breaks down, doesn't it? Yeah. When there's no, like, when there's that lack of communication. And, and it's also like if, um, if I said to someone, oh, this is how I'm feeling, and then it's not validated, like it's not, the person doesn't sort of accept that. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 don't feel like that that as well doesn't help mm. so it's just about expressing it in a way that they kind of have no choice but to say okay I understand that's how you're feeling that's okay so what's your line then for that just to, just to give an example like you, you don't have to tell me an example of how you've spoken to yeah. somebody but what's that common line that you say that would be hey I need to, I just need time for me I would just say that exactly yeah. I just need I need time for me I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed um, for me I get irritable mm-hmm. and grumpy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so actually my family can kind of pick it they're like okay yeah you need to yeah. <laughs> have some time to yourself now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah just really just struggling a little gonna take some time to myself um so when it's a that in itself is being self-compassionate would yeah you, would you agree with that yeah 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 so how can we be I'm wondering, and you may not even have an answer for this. I don't know. Let's just have a crack at it. <laughs> how do you? How could we be more self-compassionate towards ourselves in the moment? That's, That's a good, a good question. question. That's a really good question. It is. It's a tough one to answer because we we, we tend to live life moment to moment, and everything's happening in moments, mm. and we tend to dwell on the ones that have gone, yep. than the ones that are coming, and. Uh, I feel like there's got to be times when there's got to be a way where maybe it's just regulation. I'm not sure, but because even being able to regulate myself and give myself that time to be able to regulate is being self-compassionate in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So being able to be that Mm. instead of just doing that, I think is a big, big key to being self-compassionate. And also I feel as though asking yourself, what do I need at this moment Mm. in this moment? that's a really important question mm. and it makes you sit back and go okay this is how I'm feeling what do I need right now and what can I do 
to regulate to you know make myself feel better yeah and, and facilitate that need yeah and and understand and, and I hope that everyone can hear the language that's being used here we're not talking about what do I want yes because in general what you want is actually probably going against being yeah. self-compassionate and regulated uh, what do I need yeah what is my body telling me what is my brain telling me what is the, my environment telling me yeah you know what are, what are the people telling me that are, that I'm with right now what are they saying hey you need to back off a little bit. Mm. Am I getting into arguments with people? Am I, like you said, you know, am I getting, am I irritable? Am I aggressive? Yeah. And and I guess it, it's still to me, it still comes back to uh, anxiety and recognizing the difference between being anxious and and uh, and being that's just me or that's just anger or that's just whatever you, labor you yeah. insert whatever labor yeah, you yeah. want in here. Um, how then? when you're working with somebody, mm-hmm. how then do you um, facilitate that growth point in understanding that that's just not, that's not who you are, that's what you do, okay? The cause of that is anxiety. How do, how do you go about bringing that to their, their forefront of their mind and saying, okay, and, and recognizing that this is anxiety and it's okay? Exactly that. Really? Yep, <laughs> just bringing it into their awareness and even saying, also, I like the idea of distancing from anxiety. So it's like, I'm not my anxiety. Mm. So that's just, I'm anxious in this point, but that anxiety, don't own it. Mm. So kind of separate from it, which is really, really, I've found helpful, especially when I am feeling anxious. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I'm not my anxiety. Yeah, absolutely. That. And also there's another, I really like the idea of I'm not my thoughts mm. as well, because I guess for myself personally when I am anxious my head is just running in like overdrive like overtime it is just going 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 yep so for me to just sit back and go I'm not my thoughts and take that breath for me is even showing self-compassion oh for sure 100% yeah so for you we're, we're uh, very different in the way we experience anxiety so for, for you you would by the sound of it you your, your brain goes in a million miles an hour yeah yep. so for me my body's going at a million miles an hour. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I get charged up and I'm all constricted and um, and I am of energy. My yeah. I am energy, one hundred percent. And you know, you've worked with me a little bit. You, you know what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for those of you that know me, you know that too. So um, and it's it's interesting to have that perspective. I feel like um, I'm not my thoughts. I really love that. Yeah. Is there anything else that when, to bring yourself back to center? Is there anything you do for that? Um, or that you give to your clients a tool? I like meditating. Mm-hmm. I know some people don't, which is completely fine, like whatever works for you. Um, so, yeah, meditating for me is quite – it helps me get centered and to distance myself from my thoughts. Yeah. And it really eases my anxiety and just sort of brings my whole body and mind into like a state of calm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Do, and so when you're during the day, if you're, you're feeling like you're getting anxious, how do you then bring yourself back into center in a moment? Are you able to? Like, or, or what tools do you give your clients to, to be able to do that? So they can be a bit mm. more in power than, yep. than falling apart. Grounding techniques are quite good, especially if you're out in public. You can just like notice five things um, or breathing. Yeah. I just had a killed a spider. <laughs> There's a grounding tool. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, breathing as well can be really helpful. Yeah. Um, 
a mantra which is for mine I'm not my thoughts that really helps yeah yeah mm. so you're really becoming a bit more mindful about what's happening yeah around you it's a and inside awareness. you yeah 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 I love that mm. I love that yeah there's a I know that I, I've done a fair bit of training in trauma and um, and there's so many different schools of thought on how to ground and, and be more centered and be more regulated and some people talk about mindfulness and they're like yeah I really love mindfulness and yeah. some people are like yeah I don't really I don't like the word mindfulness um, although both of them are teaching very similar things yes and then you have um, I know I heard this before that I don't like uh, one of the facilitators of the training I was at he's like I don't like just breathing because it just focuses on one part of your body and that could be the part of your body that is the regulated part we need to talk about the rest of the parts of your body that make up that dysregulation or dysfunction so let's let's see the whole body as a whole instead of just being breathing oh, I like that yeah and I, I, I that really resonated with me because I am the opposite from thoughts I feel it in my body and so was, that was a really big key for me I was like oh yeah this breathing shit Although, although some of it works for me. Some of the breathing just... Because nobody knows I'm doing it. There's just bang, I'm there. Yeah. I'm cool. And I'm able to then manage myself through those moments. And then I'm able to bring back to center so much faster than what I would have before. Yeah. Um, and even that, to me... And, and I feel like compassion is a word that gets thrown around a little bit without recognizing that it can be small things that actually make up the difference in being compassionate or self-compassion you know i, I feel like when, when we talk about compassion well, we've got to give it give it give it we're being compassionate and and some people even look at it from the different point of view whether they think that they're being compassionate when they're actually being standoffish <laughs> you know I mean? um, and and so i, I hope that when, you, when you're thinking about this and you're listening to this audio that you, you, you're hearing that it's small things that make up compassion not always these big things. Big things, yeah. And, and being such a compassionate person yourself, were there times when you felt like it was too much for me, I'm, I'm taking on everybody else's stuff and I'm sort of owning it? Yeah, absolutely. Especially working within the school and seeing students and obviously dealing with a range of of mental health issues. Um, absolutely. Absolutely, I can, I guess, become a sponge. I just need to learn how to wring it out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Wow, you got you just got heaps of them, mate. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you, just got, you got too many. <laughs> you need your own series, mate. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I, I love that. Um, I know of a lot of people that are, they see themselves as being compassionate, but I also notice that some of their compassion isn't what they would see as compassion is more about owning and taking responsibility of other people's stuff yeah and then they get burnt out yeah you know and then, and then you know we would call that compassion fatigue but is it I wonder probably a small part of it and then I guess maybe another part of it is what's going on for them do you know why I'm sort of understanding as to what's happening that they're taking that on mm. why sense. am I doing it yeah yeah, because there would be a reason as to why they would feel the need to hold everything for everyone yeah yeah 
you know, what is it that, that why am I doing this? Mm. Yeah. You know? And who am I doing it for? Yeah. Because I, I don't know, you tell me, I mean, I know of a few people that tend to do things on behalf of what they think other people want from them. Oh, yeah. Instead of doing it out of a, a, a true place, do you know? And, and I find that, like I know that I myself have gone through parts of that where I was more doing it, doing things because of what others' expectations mm. of me were. Absolutely, same. And, same. And, and, and it's like burnout. Oh. Like instantaneous. Instantly, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because you're not doing it for yourself and for, I guess it's kind of being inauthentic to yourself yeah, in a way. For sure, yeah. definitely. 100% agree mm. with you. And, and you know, there, there's that word of authenticity and stuff like that. And I don't know. I, I, I love authenticity. I think yeah. that... And that's what this whole podcast is. It's 100% raw on purpose. Um, and it's not necessarily scripted. Um, Definitely not this one. Well, 100% of this one. Um, and I hope that it's not coming across that way. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> but um, but that's the idea is, is, is to be real. Mm. Is to be real. Yeah. And, and even being real it, it can be a form of compassion. Oh, yeah. You know? And it's, yeah, it's a way of sort of staying true to who I am and maybe other people as well if they're staying true to who they are then it's kind of yeah, it is an absolute form of compassion cool and that's what's cool about compassion is that it can be something so different for so many people and it's I guess the work is in trying to figure out what it looks like mm. for you personally and what it feels like yeah yeah and how to know when you've given too much and before it's gone too far mm. and then yeah yeah and that's part of boundaries yes oh it? yeah boundaries and compassion are just they go hand in hand yeah yeah you've got to know the limit absolutely and, and everybody's everyone's limit everyone's limit's different, different. <laughs> and you know like and, and, I, and I, I hate this analogy I really do but that whole you know my glasses more my buckets overfilling with water and, uh, I hate that analogy but it works doesn't it it does I hate it because you can't pour from an empty cup or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and and I've heard that one a couple of times being yes. directed at me. You can't keep pouring out of an empty yeah. cup. Yeah, well, I'll just go somewhere and fill it. But but it's but it's it's a necessity. Yeah. And it's not necessarily in the work we do that we have to think about this, but it's it's in everyday life. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. And teaching your kids or teaching the kids, the young people around you, how to do it, vital. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Because I don't feel as though their parents were taught it, so therefore they wouldn't get taught it, and it sort of, I guess, like, gets passed on. And yeah. So if we could implement it somehow into the young people that we spend our time with, the importance of self-compassion and not seeing it as being selfish or rude or, um, yeah, a bad thing. Yeah, and 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 I love the thought of thinking about yourself as almost as a hybrid car. You know, you, you, you have to plug yourself in. You have to plug the car in at some point to recharge your car. You're the so same. True. Recharge yeah. the vehicle, man. Yeah. It's important. Because if you don't, it could be catastrophic because mm-hmm. you think about epigenetics and all this sorts of crap that goes around. And if you don't know epigenetics, I'm not explaining it here. But <laughs> you, you, you see how things get inherited without realizing it. Mm. And 
before you know it we're changing cells because of the simple things and and being self-compassionate and giving yourself time for that is important yeah absolutely because it will change the cells in your whole body mm-hmm. and if you imagine just like walking around just all constricted all the time how many people do you know I wonder how many people you've run into or you know friends or family or kids you work with or whatever that I've got a sore neck I've got a sore back I've got a sore arm or whatever it is I've got a sore fill in the blank you know and and then they think that it's because of a physical activity when it's not yeah you know and and they kind of need that 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 self-compassion so I know we've gone over some, some things right yep kind of cut you off there <laughs> <laughs> I know we've gone over some you've already gone over some things but I'm wondering what your top three for self-regulation are your top three go-to things that you utilize with your the clientele you work with mm-hmm. for yourself um, for your family whoever it is you're with what are the top three things that you go through um so I guess it's kind of different for me personally and then when I'm working with someone um I actually haven't really used self-compassion much with the students or people that I've spent time with um, just because it hasn't really come up. Yeah. Um, but for myself, again, it's for me, it's like meditating or taking that time for myself, asking myself what I need. Um, I don't really do a lot of breath work. That's only when I'm like really anxious and really nervous and I'll be like, okay, just take a take a second and um and don't take don't take chill pills no <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not a good thing yeah? not recommended <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i like journaling as well yeah 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 and that's that's a tough one I mean, you know we were talking about this before weren't we mm. about journaling and how you kind of have to be it's not for everybody no is it? absolutely and that's why i said it's so important to find out what works for the individual what works for you personally because my top three is going to be so different to your top three. Yeah. yeah. So I could flip it and say, what are your top three? What are my top three? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so I, for me, uh, I I sit in the backyard. Nice. I'll sit in my backyard. Getting outdoors, yeah. Good I, I have to go and sit down and I I will kick everybody out of the backyard. And, uh, and I, I normally will do that. And it got to a point where I was continually being interrupted by, you know, my wife or my son or, or whoever else would call me. So I would put my phone away. I would get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and, and I still do. Uh, I don't do it every day because I don't need it as much anymore. Uh, however, I would I would literally, at one stage, I was getting up every day, 5 o'clock in the morning, because nobody's awake then, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'd go out with my coffee, and I'd sit out in the backyard, and I would just chill. And I'd just, I, I'd feel what I needed to feel, and I would do what I needed to do. So, like, for sometimes, I would wake up and I'd be like I'm feeling really good I'll go learn something and I'd have the urge to learn something yeah. um, or you know I, I, I need to tear up I feel teary so I go and cry um, and it's not that I just turn it on I'd, I would be having a thought I'd be having a feeling so I'd just run with it I love that the idea of meeting yourself where you're at at mm-hmm. that moment at that time and allowing whatever you needed to do to just happen yeah and even uh, and and it comes with Boundaries. Yeah. So I'd have an hour. I'd give myself that hour. So six o'clock in the morning, I'm done. So I'm done at 45 minutes and, and I'd be checking my watch. 45 minutes. If I'm crying, it's time to wrap it up. 
I'll give myself 15 minutes to wrap it all up and then take a deep breath, go and have a shower, get ready for my day, wash it away and get ready for my day. Um, another thing that I do is uh, called a wet noodle. Well, I, I learned this at a trauma training actually. And it the idea is that you scan your body for the, those hot, restricted, tight muscles in your system. And and then you, you turn them into cold, wet, floppy noodles. And so, and I've added to that. So for me, because I see it, I don't know why. I'm like, must be very futuristic or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, I see it like a a, uh, a a machine sort of scanning my body. Oh. And, and it, it's going from head to toe and it's sort of just going through my whole body and turning it turning it from reddish the parts that are red and orange and hot in my body into into cold and and um, and dark so that it, it's and then it just sort of relaxes all the way through so it goes from my head all the way to my toes um that's another one i do and 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 you can do that in seconds yeah and you can do that and i do it in sessions sometimes because sometimes what they're disclosing the, the people i work with is quite heavy Yep. and it invokes a feeling and you can't do that in a session so I'll, I'll, I'll do that and I don't even know I'm doing it um, that's a great visualisation yeah I, I really love that I one I might steal that that's, that's my <laughs> that, that's my uh, A-list right there let me tell you um, <laughs> and, and the other one I do is um, a 7-Eleven actually that I, and I added to the 7-Eleven as well so the 7-Eleven is um, a long continuous breath in for uh, 7 seconds and a long continuous breath out for 11 seconds. Nice, yeah. Uh, and most people, when I, I do this with, with the clientele that I work with as well, they go, <gasps> like this really sucking all this air in and, and they struggle <laughs> because they've like got no, no more air to suck in. <laughs> um, so it's a really long continuous. It's not, it's really slow and it's long. And so what I've added to that is uh, I, when I'm sucking in the, the cold air, I'm I'm bringing into my chest and and into the back of my throat all the heat and tense tightness in my body and it gets sucked into that one space and then in the 11 second breath out I'm blowing it out of my body letting it go yeah Um, and that's served me really well I love those three actually so time um, relaxation and then breathing this kind of covers all three Um, they're they're my top three those are great and you know what I needed them I needed them, and in there, there's still moments in time where I've got to, I've got to remind myself, and it's an ever, it's an ever growing thing. You've it is. Always, you, you, it's not something you can just. That's all good, you know. Oh, I've done it. I'm cured, you know. It's it, you, you con- you're constantly catching continuously. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And because life happens, and we get busy, and you know, you would know. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's and and for, it's really funny, you know, <clears throat> that I think this has really come at a good time, considering you know we're in twenty twenty now. Everyone I've spoken to, twenty nineteen was a killer year for them. They hated twenty nineteen. Yeah. If they could relive it, they <laughs> yeah. would get rid of twenty nineteen, just jump straight into twenty twenty. Um, <laughs> and so, self compassion and regulation, I think, is a really important thing here, isn't it? Especially, it's a good way to start the the year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just definitely. Being being a little bit, I don't like the word selfish because it's kind of has like negative connotations, but I feel like it's necessary. It's awareness, though, isn't it? Absolutely. I, I guess that's the uh, that's the other way of saying it. It's not selfish. No. It's one hundred percent not selfish. It's it's it, necessary. It, I love that. It's necessary because at the end of the day, if you aren't 
looking after yourself. It'll impact your friends and your family and work anyways. So it's actually self-compassion. It's actually being compassionate towards other people anyways. Yes, it is. And you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. Absolutely. Lastly, I wanted to ask you about that's coming up for me now that we're talking about this. So people that isolate themselves based on that sort of compassion fatigue, mm. um, they're like, I can't do anymore. I'm shutting off the world. And, and it takes them a really long time to come back out of their shell. What would you say to those people now? Part of me just wants to be like, just take all the time you need. Mm. Because they obviously haven't been. And they haven't been allowing... Not obviously, but like it appears yep. that they haven't been allowing themselves that time. So just take it. Yep. Everyone will get over it or or you know what? Hopefully at the end of the understand. Day, yeah, at the end of the day, if they don't, they weren't real good friends anyway. Exactly. Exactly. And that's another thing is surrounding yourself with great people who understand and who are compassionate themselves. And if they're not, then that's who they are. But yeah, just surrounding yourself with people that make you feel good. And that's that's the thing. Like we, we've spoken about this on this podcast, you know, quite a few times. I reckon we bring it up nearly every single session. Um, <laughs> the three circles of friends are really important. Okay, if you live out in that outer rim of friendship circles, they're going to burn you. Yeah, you're going to need to be isolated. And and your family, that other that other inner circle, can hurt you because they want the best for you. But they think also think that they know what's best for you. Yeah, yep. And maybe your opinion doesn't count. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even though you're the one living your life. But that inner circle of friendships, you know, that the the trusted advisors, the chosen family, not the ones that I was born into, that chosen family, they're those people that we're talking about here. Yeah. Get them around you. Absolutely. Let them in. Absolutely. And you know what? If you don't know that they're that who those people are, or you think that those people maybe aren't, then they probably aren't. <laughs> you know what I mean and you're, if you're still working out who that chosen family is or, or maybe you don't know who that chosen family is and you're still working out who your friendships are that's cool I'm really wrapped for you because now you get to work it out and it's going to be fun and it's going to be hurt there are going to be times of pain but lots of discovery there too and it also will change yeah you know people grow they separate they change mm-hmm. move so yeah. I love it I love it and, and that's really it for us, really, isn't it? I mean, we, when we talk about self-compassion, you need other people to be compassionate towards you too. Oh, yeah. But it starts with you. Absolutely. Did You're you find that? Got. Yeah. Did, did, did you find that um, when you are going through that period of learning how to be compassionate towards yourself? Mm. I'm still learning. I, I, you know, <laughs> I reckon we're always going to be. Yeah, always. <laughs> did, you, did you feel that during that time you were teaching other people how to treat you? Oh, 100%. And as well as setting boundaries, that teaches people how to treat you as well. And, and it's follow like, the rules almost. Absolutely, yeah. Because you'll only, you'll accept what you'll accept. So they'll only push it as far as you say so. Yes. So the minute you push back and say, well, no, you just crossed the boundary. Yep. Then immediately they go, okay. Obviously doing it in a respectful. How do you handle that conversation? That'd yeah. be a tough one. <laughs> I guess you kind of need to know the person that you are. Yes. Yep. And it, it'll differ from person to person mm. yeah it will and then and your personality is going to come out in it too mm-hmm. yeah. yeah have you ever had that conversation go bad 
Not yet. I'm waiting for it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had that conversation go really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but you, we live and learn, don't we? Yes. And now I guess that's learning from experiences is, is important. So, yeah, that's cool. Absolutely. Is there anything you want to leave us on? <sighs> Not really, but that's no. been such a great conversation. It has. And I just want to really stress the importance of we are all we have. So we need to be more compassionate towards ourselves and it doesn't matter what society says anyways. Yep. We just have to do what we have to do to be happy. You know, I found it interesting just on that point is that society talks about different people in different boxes. Yeah. And they talk about, oh, they're alternative. Mm-hmm. I think we're all alternative. Absolutely. We're 100% all alternative. We're not all going to be the same as much as society wants us all to fit in especially in the school environment as well well the interesting bit here just in this room me and you there is a mile there's miles of distance between the two of us we're so different absolutely but we get along really well we do and but we're both alternative because I'm very alternative I'm not mainstream sort of guy no you're not a mainstream sort of girl no so and what is mainstream based on what we've been told what it is and that's what I reckon that's what kills us as as a human race absolutely 100% agree is that we've been told what a mainstream is but it's not it may not be what they say it is and I, who are they anyway they exactly bugged. right they I think we need a podcast on society and <laughs> deconstructing it we could be here all day <laughs> we could be here all day <laughs> Thank you so much, Joe, for being here. Thank you. It's been an awesome conversation. I've loved it. It's been great. Yeah, we should do this again sometime. Absolutely. Well, thank you for everyone for listening. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please take the five seconds it takes to rate and leave a comment um, and, and share this podcast with everyone you know so we can change the world around us. Not just, don't think about the world, think about your world. Okay? Yes. Might, that your world might only be five people, that you can help those five people fantastic and that's the whole idea yeah also please don't be afraid to contact me we've gone through so much so far and if you feel like you're struggling to find a way to implement the stuff that we've been going through and implement it into your life then hit me up please you know yeah go to facebook lifelong transformations or lltcounseling.com.au and let's discuss the different ways in which we can approach this stuff and implement it into your life invest in yourself invest in your relationships and definitely invest in your uh, compassion towards yourself Um, that's all we have time for today i trust you've gotten so much reflecting to do because i think i do too and uh and please don't ever forget uh what we do is never the sum of who we are take care